I'm a huge fan of geek culture-related shirts and clothing, so for me, BustedTees.com is a no-brainer. They have pop culture reference shirts, hats, stickers, socks, and more. And they're really cool. Like, seriously, cool. And here's the best part. You can go and grab your Star Wars or Harry Potter or video game Star Trek-themed gear, and we can get you a discount. It's actually a pretty beefy discount, if I do say so. At checkout, just enter my name, Jason, and the number 25945 in the spot where it tells you to enter a code. It's pretty obvious you'll see it. That's Jason25945, all like one word. You'll get cool apparel, catch a nice break on the price, and you'll be helping out the show too, so it's a win-win-win. There's a link on our website, www.themixtapepod.com, or you can just head straight over to bustedtees.com. Discount code JASON25945. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Oh, yeah. To, Check uh, one, two, sibilance, sibilance. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Hello there, boys and girls. It is it so good cool. to be chatting with you all. <laughs> Again, <laughs> here on the mixtape, I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. Pimp, Daddy Spank Dog. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. You didn't know. You guys were like, which order should we do this in? There was, a, there was an audible pause like, neck. <laughs> Spanky's back, yay! Come on, Spanky. There's going to be some sniffling's. He's sick, but yep, he's still suffering through yeah. the plague. He's sick. He's got the vid, y'all. And he's still here for you guys. How about that? What are you going to do about well, it? No. He, he's sick and he's still remotely recording from everybody else. No, but I mean, right he's now. still here for the listeners. Even though he's sick, yeah. he's still here for the listeners. So. But he kind of had to be. the tapeworms. It's good Just to be like Wu Tang, Spank Dog does it for the children. Yeah. That's well, Spanky right. was gone for a little while, and, you know, you were out of town and shit. You had a lot of shit going on, but. He had to come back for tonight, man. Had to happen because we got some cool shit to do. Uh, We love doing the actual mixtape episodes when you guys out there seem to love them as as much as we love doing them. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one tonight because uh, this one's gonna. I think this one's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it's uh, gonna be a lot of fun because it's one of those fun periods of history when it comes to rap, and that's the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And we have compi- compiled our 80s rap mixtape submissions for you, but this list is not complete. 
We would love to hear from you guys out there, know what you would add to the list. And we have a couple, uh, because if you don't know, we always put now this shit. Know. We put this shit out. There. Everything can be a rap reference in this, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Matt, we're, Matt's going to to spend the whole night speaking in rap lyrics. That's all he's allowed to do. So, oh God, I'm sure Oh God is said in a couple of songs. So that's fair. Probably. <laughs> now, Matt, you're not. I think the Ghetto Boys <laughs> may have you know said Oh God you know, uh, a few times. But we put this out there. Our two life crew. (laughs) Did not make my list. Kind of maybe should have made the list, I guess, two life crew. Didn't make anybody's list tonight, which maybe they should have. I mean, I think we more went, and that's fair. We'll do other episodes. But I think we more went with um, stuff we loved that would be put on a list first. Maybe we'll do like more influential stuff down the road, although some of these are very influential at the same time. So it's going to be a really good list. Mm. We've been putting it out there to our listeners uh, in our social media, Facebook page, our uh, Instagram and our Twitter and stuff, asking you guys what you would add to the list. We have a couple to add tonight. You can find all of that stuff because we are available online. Of course, the best place to go is uh, our website, which is themixtapepod.com. Uh, Twitter, we are mix underscore tape underscore pod. We are on Instagram, just the mixtape podcast like what are we on Instagram? i never know this I'm, i follow it i just don't know who we are well <laughs> uh, look that up right now i mean matt uh, matt runs it the yes. mixtape podcast <laughs> yeah i mean i would think yeah, that's it all is yeah. the mixtape podcast with underscores between each of the words there you go uh we're on tiktok and of course facebook we are tapeworms fans of the mixtape podcast uh the criteria was simple and yet they still fucked it up, guys. They still fucked it up. It has to be from the yeah. 80s. But we are going to allow the fuck up when we get to it. You will totally understand. It kind of is a necessary fuck up. So yeah, we're going to let that one. We're going to let that one go. Hey, uh, just want to say a couple things. At the beginning of the show, you heard word from our sponsor. We uh, are pretty happy to have BustedTees.com as a sponsor. They are really cool, and you're going to hear me fucking talk about them because they're so fucking cool. They are actually a really cool place. I wouldn't say that shit if it wasn't true. I'll buy shirts off of them. Matt will buy shirts off of them. All of us yeah. would buy shirts off of them, have bought shirts off they of them. They got some cool shit. They have some really yep. cool shit. So head over to bustedtees.com. Uh, do your buying. Get what you would probably buy anyway, some real cool geek culture shit. And then you hey, can... Hey, Jay. What? Don't we have a promo code? We do, and you can drop that promo code in at checkout. It's yeah. uh, what is that promo code? Jason two five nine four five. That's Jason two five nine four five. I did not choose that. I am vain, but I am not that vain. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> they chose it for I wanted, me. I wanted to bring up the promo code because it, it kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> just like oh, just your name and some random number. Jason two five nine four five. They chose it. I did not, or else you know we would have tried to go with something different. But if you put that in at checkout. You get a pretty hefty discount, and I'm, like, legit. It's a pretty nice discount. You get some cool shit. You get a nice discount. You help the show. Win, win, win right there. So go over there. Check that out. We would appreciate that. Honestly, too, it's we're talking about something pretty cool. So uh, I spent... Now, like, I do want to say that I, I know this is a totally different topic, but for the wrestling fans out there that have listened to our wrestling episodes, if you are... Looking for any wrestling t-shirts, go to ProWrestlingTees.com and check them out. Not a sponsor of the show. Just a cool place to go get some wrestling tees. (laughs) Well, that's that. no, that's important because 
That's okay. how the busted yeah. tees think that we want people to know that we recommend shit, not because not always because we get something from it, but because we actually think they got cool shit. And that's yeah. actually how yep. that's how I mean Spanky's recommending it uh, because he likes it, and that's how busted tees started, man, because we like it. So if we're telling you that, yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the local wrestling stars here they use uh, pro wrestling tees for their t-shirts as well. So I mean, it's a good way to endorse the local businesses and the professional business. And since so go check them out. Since we're fucking doing that, Horror Hound's coming up too. Yeah, yeah. Horror is coming up. And you uh, you might have heard our Twisted Kid episode Pips with horse. with uh, Aaron Crowell. <laughs> From Horror Hound uh, magazine, uh, it was a it was, it was a lot of fun talking oh. to Aaron, even if if the the, the movie was uh, questionable. <laughs> to say. Uh, yeah, uh, very controversial subject matter. If you didn't yes. catch it and you like our Twisted Kid uh, episodes, we did Street Trash. You um, might not like them after that one. <laughs> we are not telling you we recommend it. Uh, we're not telling you we don't. We're we're saying watch at your own risk and understand there's some questionable yeah. stuff in there. Uh, yeah. If you can make it out to Horror Hound, though, you should. You can uh, horrorhoundweekend.com. I think you can go over there and check out tickets and shit. Um, Spank Dog will probably be there. Uh, Stewie D will be there. Uh, it's uh, fucking good time, and there's some great people going to be at this one. So, like he said, yeah, it's local for us because it's in Cincinnati, but a lot of people come from out of state. It's a good time. You will not regret it. So there you go. We. And usually there's not a whole lot of whores at the convention, so it's family friendly too. Free, <laughs> You're you <know>? family friendly. <laughs> it depends on where you look. You know what? There, like, there's oh, a good lot. point. There's good a lot point. that goes on there, Kev. Like a lot of like we, you know, we obviously see people dressed in some pretty uh, crazy ass horror horror related yeah. outfits, but there are a lot that of is true. remarkably there are a lot of families there. That's yeah. not a lie, you know. So if you uh, are into sharing that stuff with your kids, bring them on out because I've seen some pretty cool uh, kid costumes out there as well. So yeah, there's families, veterans groups, church groups. <laughs> we, oh, we're not talking yeah, about the church. Group. I remember yeah. the church group. Yeah, I got a great picture uh, of uh, a lady from whatever the church group was uh, rubbing up on Doug Bradley's arm. <laughs> Wearing a shirt that said "Push, pray until something happens." <laughs> Was she hot? I'll let you be the judge. It's on my Facebook page. <laughs> there you uh, go. Nice. All right. We're not here to talk about. I'm not a big fan of old ladies. Like we're not that, talking so. about pushing prayers. We're here to talk about. <laughs> Although we might be talking about pushing oh, it. God, here we have to go. Somebody. Uh, yeah. Nobody's going to bring it up already. Yeah, we will be talking about Does it. Does that lady in the picture have salt and pepper hair? Yeah, we, actually she did, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we are gathered here this evening to speak about 80s rap. Yes. 80s rap is one of those things. We, we'll do a 90s rap episode, and we actually have done one like 90s rap episode. It's a little bit older, and we'll, we're going to do a newer one at some point. But it's funny because it, you can it's time capsule, right? 90s rap is a very distinct sound, and I love 90s rap, like adore it. But 80s rap is fun. There's like there, mm. it's fun. There's just not the whole dark. We didn't get the gangster rap stuff. We weren't quite there yet. And these rappers are coming out. Even even some of the stuff that might be a little darker toned is still fun. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna hear like 90s I mean, rap was, was like coming out towards the end. Yeah. 
Yeah. 90s rap, they were they were talking about doing drive-bys, but 80s rap, you got LL Cool J. The most violent he got was squashing you like a jelly bean. <laughs> and the only drive-by that they were talking about is maybe like the fat boys like heading up yeah. the drive-thru. You know, yeah. Get some fries. Yeah, we weren't quite there yet, but uh, remarkably enough, at least one of the songs on this list tonight, we will, well, a couple of them, but one song in particular on the list tonight, we will discuss how it was one of the first, like, early rap influences to talk about social, like, causes. So mm-hmm. it, it was one of the kind of early ones to bring certain things to light, and even it's lighthearted. So <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to start with me tonight because I want to. Actually, we, you know, I, I don't want to end with me. We got to get to. We got to build to the crescendo. And since mine is probably the most milk toast out of all of these, we're going to start with. <laughs> we're going to start with. Mine. It's really not because we're going to start with a great song. Here's the funny thing: when when I tell the guys compile your songs, they compile their songs. They send them over. Uh, we had a couple crossovers, and of course, we adjusted for that. What's funny though is even without the crossovers, we have a lot of crossover groups even if the songs don't cross over and this is definitely one of those where the group is going to cross over because this is my first choice It's tricky. 1987, the off the Raisin Hell album. This is, of course, by Run DMC. This song peaked at number 57 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number 21 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop songs. Then two decades after the song was released, The Knack sued Run DMC on the grounds that it's tricky. Sampled their song My Sharona, and they did it without permission. The song contains samples of a lot of songs. My Sharona by The Knack, as well as the entire vocal structure from Mickey by Tony Basil. Uh, the Knack sued Run DMC over the track in 2006, and the lawsuit was actually settled out of court. The song has been in a bunch of movies like Road Trip, Can't Hardly Wait, White Chicks. Um, by the way, this one is produced by Rick Rubin, and we talked about that because we're going to see Rick Rubin's name pop up time and time again tonight a lot because he's Hell just yeah. a fucking genius man. well he's a legend actually yeah. this was one of the songs that was on my this list. this was on your list and this was one of those things like i kind of felt like of course i had to talk about run dmc and i there were three songs i was considering i won't mention one of them because you're going to hear it here in a little bit and the other one was my <laughs> adidas and it was really tough for me but it's tricky for as mainstream as this song kind of is known to be it's probably my favorite on DMC song. So it was like, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to pick that one. My Adidas was real close, though. I really highly considered my Adidas. And I, I think the only other run DMC song that you probably could have picked would have been um, Kings of Rock. Which, you know, might be on the list tonight, right? <laughs> possibility. <laughs> it's a very good possibility. I don't I mean. know what the other two guys picked. I don't know what you picked. Yeah. It's a very it's all strong possibility. It's all speculative. Yeah. You know, uh, full disclosure though, Jay, Yeah, uh, It's Tricky was actually one of my early picks. That well, it was, took off. it was also one and of Spanky's early picks. Yeah, I swapped it out for another one. So. so that's, I think that's telling right there that the fact is. I, I narrowed, I think I had like 10 or 15 different songs I narrowed down. And just kind of like, was like, okay, uh, I know, I, I, I kind of was sitting there going, I know somebody's going to pick Run DMC. 
but I want to pick Run DMC as well. You're right. <laughs> so I'll put this other one on there instead. So. What's well, very like I said, it's yeah. very telling that three out of the four of us put it's tricky on a list because that's how I mean that's how important this song is in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I remember sure. buying the Can't Harley Wait soundtrack, and and like in the '90s and getting getting to experience this song all over again because I'm like, oh shit, I kind of forgot about this song. Because you know we kind of do that thing where we were hitting our like teens and shit and our late yeah. teens, early twenties, and we kind of, and so I got to kind of experience the whole thing all over again. Run DMC is great, man. They're fucking great bands. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, you know how I love my my cover versions of things. Uh, Bloodhound Gang did a pretty great cover of it too. So. <laughs> Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on the Bloodhound. <laughs> oh my God, Jimmy Pop, come on the show. Let's talk. I mean, I hate to tangent too much, man, but I, I'll never forget. Not that long ago, like last year, being in the car with with Spanky and <laughs> and his wife Julie and Spanky playing. Um, well, pretty when lap, lap dances dance so much better oh. when the strippers crying. Crying. <laughs> Such a good song. I mean, a horrible song, but great. All right, so here's the next one on my list. Remarkably enough, no one else went with this particular artist. And I, I once I'm once we're done, I'm curious to think to hear if any of you considered it. But this song was uh, this song was very uh, kind of life changing for well this individual and for me as a young teen. So here you go. And those who weren't laughing still had a ball because they were pointing and whispering as I walked down the hall. I got home and told my mom how my day went. She said if they were laughing, you don't need them because they're not good friends. For the next six hours, I tried to explain to my mom that I was going to have to go through this about 200 more times. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Yep. Parents just don't understand DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince off their second studio album. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. I got to be honest, until this album, I didn't even know who they were. But this album kind of cemented them. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he straight up like announced who they were in the title of the album. He's the DJ. He's the I'm DJ. The I'm the rapper. Uh, and this was one of the things when this song launched, like especially for a kid who was, I mean, I was, you know, 13, 12 years old, somewhere in that range. And this song was just everywhere in my world at that time. Um, this song won a Grammy for best rap performance at the 1989 Grammy Awards. Uh, it was one of uh, one of the two songs to do so before the award that award was actually discontinued. So two songs won the best rap performance and then it went away, which kind of sucks. He pretty much beat the competition. Uh, yeah, by slapping. <laughs> It peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100, ranked number 96 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of All Hip-Hop. So there you go. I mean, say what you will about Will Smith now. Most people know Will Smith is an actor now, but he wasn't back Mm -hmm. then. He was a rapper, which is why, you know, when he comes out and still raps occasionally, it's funny because as corny as some of his shit is, it always does well. You know? Yeah, I mean, his... His stuff might be corny, but it still, you know, makes you feel good. Yeah, and we're talking I about mean, an era. Summertime. When, oh, fuck. Yeah. That, summertime I want you to know, summertime is my favorite uh, Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff Fresh Ditto. song. I don't know. His yeah. music just makes me want to get jiggy with it sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> down in Miami. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It makes wow. me want to shake my hair back and forth. Oh, my God. Ooh. Guys, <laughs> stop slapping us in the face with I, it. I don't have any Jaden references. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm guys, definitely not going to mention his wife. <laughs> I'm not either. Oh, you mean it on the red stop table? It. Stop it. <laughs> uh, 
I want to, but I'm not going it's, to. It's usually the stop it from Jay. <laughs> I have a good stop. It's not going to work. <laughs> I have a good joke in the chamber, and I'm not going to fire it off. I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, seriously, though, this album was great. It was so much fun. And as a teenager, you know, of course, and the video was great too. I mean, it was hilarious. We love the video. It was just one of those things as a kid. Like this, the song came, and it was totally different. But it really mm-hmm. wasn't. I will tell you that. It was hard for me not to put Kid and Play on this list anywhere. I did not, but Kid and Play Ooh. is real late 90s, a little early, or I'm sorry, real late 80s, a little early 90s, so it was mm-hmm. kind of tough, but there was this whole era of kind of fun rap, which we hit yep. a lot on the show tonight. We hit, it's really nice, we're going to hit like all the kind of levels of rap, which, for the 80s. It's also real cool to like compare 80s rap to 90s rap and hear the drastic difference between the two. I would like her to today's era. Would you guys, where would you guys say that started? I mean, what, obviously, you know, like NWA and, 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 you know, like, um, public enemy probably started some of that where it started to kind of, well, turn, get a little, uh, I would say, uh, ice tea a little bit. I could see that too. Uh, I would say NWA because I just saw a thing with ice tea not too long ago saying that, uh, (laughs) N.W.A. was one of his top three artists, and they were very influential in his mm. career. I, I would say that those, all those, but N.W.A., uh, Public Enemy, Ice T, like this is where we started seeing that gradual shift from like, like more lighthearted to like more, um, like real intense shit. If that makes sense, a little bit more hardcore. Even even yeah. N.W.A. Like when you listen to like even some of their early stuff kind of still had some of that goofy feeling in it as they were getting a little more serious too. Dre's always been really good at that. Kind of walking that line of like a little bit silly, but a little bit not silly. He's always been really good at that. So Mm -hmm. that plays a lot into it. Uh, This next song though is by someone that I know Kevin's a big fan of and uh, I'm a big fan of him too. It's, you know, what's weird is how many how many rap artists on this list went on to become stars, like actors, straight up actors? <laughs> this, this one is this one is no different. Uh, like they don't rap anymore; they just act. Um, but this is this one's no different. Uh, but this is probably my favorite song that he's ever done, and I can't help it. It's just fucking great. small, heels tall. She said she liked the ocean. She showed me a beach. Gave me a peach and picked out the suntan lotion. Now, that is fast, but this girl was faster. She was looking for a real good time. I said, Close your eyes, I got a surprise, and I ran away with a bottle of wine. Yeah. LL Cool J, 1988. I'm going back to Cali. Fucking love this song, uh, man. It's got great song. It's such a smooth, like it's got such a smooth, like groove to it. Great story. Mm-hmm. He's telling a story, which we'll talk about. A story he's telling through the whole thing, and then that bass just keeps it. You, like you, when you're in your car and you have that bass turned, you feel it. That boom, you know. Yeah, you do. So yeah, this, I used to love to cruise with oh, this song. So fucking blasting good. on the radio. <laughs> it's so good. And when you hear somebody next to you, you're like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, I'm right. going back to Cali. Very smooth. <laughs> so good. Yeah, uh, that, that was one that was definitely on my list. You know, I th- I thought about uh, pl- uh, putting Mama Said Knock You Out on my list. Right. But it's like released in like 1990. So. Was it really? 
Yeah, I would have thought it's that, that was, late. I would have thought that was an eighty. Jeez. Well, this is eighty-eight. So you got this is so this was off the originally off the Lesson Zero soundtrack, which I remember the scene of the movie where like they're literally landing in the plane and the song is playing. It's funny because I brought this up to Melissa, my wife, and she was like, "Wait, you have like a you have like a Puff Daddy song on there?" I'm like, "No, no, no." <laughs> I was like, "No, no." <laughs> I was like, "LL Cool J yeah. did it originally," and uh, I their version I don't you know I actually don't know their version that well, which is weird, but. This was also on his third album, Walking with a Panther, which is such an LL Cool J name for an album. Uh, the song was co-written and produced by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Um, it peaked at Rick number 31 Rubin. on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 12 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. It was eventually certified gold by the RIAA in 1991 and platinum in 2017. So this song, according to Rick Rubin, was uh, was kind of a autobiographical story about Rick Rubin who he's talking about how the girls in California like he he's going that, there's a reason why he says I'm going back to Cali no I don't think so it's like the girls almost move too fast for him there and that's what the song is kind of about like you know the girls are almost a little too aggressive but then he kind of likes it too so I thought that was kind of cool interesting yeah so LL Cool J's got a great voice for rap and like I said now he's pretty much a straight up actor and jacked as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's always been jacked, but is he's he bigger. Still, is he still on NCIS, like Los Angeles or California? Uh, as far as I know. But that he was also, the last thing I saw him But on. he also does the lip sync yeah. battle show. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And I think he did some other game show, like Name the Music or something like that type show. For, he was in Deep Blue Sea. Lest and he forget. sings, and he sings the best That's song right. ever. Deepest bluest, my head, my head is, is like a shark fin. <laughs> so good. Uh, but I freaking going back to Cali, man. This song is just one of those that I, if it's on, I'm listening to it. I'm not turning it. You know, I'm gonna it, no matter where I start in the song. And there are this is, is a classic. This is another one of those songs where you're gonna loudly announce certain lines. You know, you're gonna be like, she says she likes. The ocean. You know, it's one of those things you're just going to yell it out with it. So mm-hmm. anyway, this next song, like I said, uh, I I know we were all probably considering it. And I know this group makes it on the list again. What's funny is the song that makes it on this list from this group next is um, I wanted to do it <laughs> myself. So this one was really tough for me. I got really lucky tonight. All the songs I ended up leaving off, one of you guys put on. So I'm still I still get to listen to it. So but here was mine because of how majorly influential this song was and how it really propelled this this particular group you gotta fight for your right If you're in the Kansas City area, you get to hear that as the walk-on music anytime Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs comes on. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. yeah Trust me, we hear it a lot. Thanks, Matt. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's not a negative thing. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it just sure. He announced it. it. He announced <laughs> it when they were uh, in the Super Bowl. So this is. Uh, you got to fight for your right to party. Beastie Boys fight for your right. This was uh, the fourth single off off of an uh, album that had multiple singles, which is their debut album, which was Licensed Ill. came out in 1986, guys, and I remember this very, very well. So there's a cool story behind this, and we're going to get to it in a second. Obviously, this is one of the best-known songs from the Beastie Boys. 
Not that mm-hmm. multiple songs off this album aren't. There are a whole plethora of songs off this album alone that could have made the list that didn't. Like, we could have talked about Brass Monkey. We could have talked about Girls. Anybody could have put these monkey? on their list. But uh, this song reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 in the week of March 7th, 1987, and was later named one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. It was written by Adam Yauk. 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 And yep. band friend Tom Tommy Triphammer, uh, who appears in the video with them. Actually, it was intended. So here's the here's the thing about the song, which I never knew. This song was intended as an ironic parody of partiers and people with attitude. Such you know, they were trying to kind of make fun of songs like "Smoking in the Boys' Room" and uh, "I Want to Rock." But the irony ends up being lost on most listeners. And Mike D actually commented that. The only thing that upsets me is that we might have reinforced certain values of some people in our audience <laughs> when our own values were actually totally different. There were tons of guys singing along to fight for your right who were oblivious to the fact that it was a total goof on those guys. Uh, writing credits were given to Yauk, Ad-Rock, and the Beastie Boys producer, Rick Rubin. <laughs> so, okay. I never knew that they meant it ironically. I I fucking just thought it was a rock like a party anthem but apparently yeah. they were making fun yeah. of all the party anthems <laughs> so i kind of like that <laughs> now that i know it i'm like i kind of so Stu, beastie boys are making fun of smoking in the boys room ha! There you go. <laughs> so that was my last song for the list like i said it was one of those things yeah mine were i i, I joke and say milk toast but they were pretty mainstream. Actually, a lot of these are mainstream, but uh, luckily you guys veered off a little more than I did. Um, so that's a big that's a big plus. Um, we're going to go into Kevin's next. Uh, and we're going to start with uh, a song I I don't know, Kevin. So Really? Okay. Yeah, it is the only one tonight that I did not know. Um, I could kind of see that. Yeah, so... I like it, though. I will tell you that. But this is a new one for me. See if you guys know this song. So what you saying? Putting heads to bed. Straight out the box, MCs are jumping out shoes and socks. I'm not playing. Understand what I'm saying. Cut the sucker in my way. And I'm slaying. This is So What You Saying by EPMD, the only single released from EPMD's second album, Unfinished Business, performed by EPMD with scratches provided by DJ Scratch. So What mm-hmm. You Saying made it to three Billboard charts, peaking at number five on the Hot, hot Rap singles. Uh, Kev, do you want to talk a little bit about this song? Yeah, I mean, uh, EPMD, I mean, they're sort of like, um, before you had like Outkast or... Uh, Kid and play. Uh, they were kind of like a, um, a, a super duo in the world of hip hop. Um, so what you say, and I think is uh, come from their second album. I have to double check, but um, yeah, their second album. It's uh, you know this song always made me feel pumped. I mean, I still kind of like flip this on on occasion and say, hey, so what you saying? You know, when uh, <laughs> what do you say? I'm about to start a fight, you know, to say, hey, so what I you wanna, saying? I want to see Kevin walk up to people and be like, I'm about to start a fight with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what you saying? So what you saying? I'll, sl- yeah, that I'll would shove be this slide whistle straight up your ass. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't play, sir. Spanky. I do not, I do not play. Spanky goes, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's all you can say. I mean, is he yeah. just going to shove it up? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to blow the slide. No, man. it's going to go right up there. Well, listen, man, I'm not going to fuck with you. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm a- no, I'm not. I was not familiar with the song, like, at all. And I thought, like, it'd be when you sent me the list, and I'm like, okay, I'll probably know it when I hear it. I didn't. Um, what's really cool I, I is I don't even recognize it. Yeah, but I mean, it, like mm-hmm. I said, this song did really well. It's it, you know, it, it hit the charts. It was number five on the hot uh, rap single chart. It's not like it was not it was nothing. <laughs> he didn't pick some song out of pure obscurity. It was a it's a real song that somehow I just missed. When I get to put, the I list, told you it was real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, it turns out it's this is fuzz bucket. Every song, yeah, right. <laughs> every song Kevin sends me is like. It's Kevin like <laughs> rapping into his boombox at home with one of those Casio <laughs> keyboards. Like, stop tickling me! And Kevin trying to rap. Actually, I think it was I might my Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> not Hell the Teddy yeah. Ruxpin again. <laughs> Kevin. I have, I have two Teddy Ruxpins, by the way. <laughs> Do you remember Kevin talking about putting his NWA tapes in the back of his Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> uh, I, I have one currently upstairs in the kitchen that has uh, uh, Inner Circle bad boys playing. So messed up. Uh, uh, dude, you need to form a band with those things. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to, like, pierce Just their say. ears, give them, like... Liberty spikes and shit. Really, <laughs> put right. some leather on I, them. I have plans for them. Trust me. Um. Oh, one more thing. I just want to say about this song. Just a quick shout out to George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. If it wasn't for their songs, like most of these rap wouldn't be as popular as it is. I'll today. give you that. I think. I think rap is a natural evolution of funk. Like I absolutely yeah. is. I think they it, do not get enough credit. Who? Parliament? Well, I mean, yeah, Parliament. Look, Parliament, kids. Big Ben. Know. Just in general. Parliament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> England is, you know. Yeah, we get like Parliament four five. times a day. A lot of credit, credit yeah. there. Uh, I would pay, I think I would pay a lot of money to hear Kevin rap. I, we've <laughs> we've uh, seen how it. How much it money we talk dance. How much? How much? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. We have it on video. Him doing the Humpty Dance wasn't great. Never, it, yeah, the costume was amazing. So well, thank you. We're I'll gonna we're gonna yeah. get back into Kevin's uh, stuff. I have uh, heard now. So right. this one I think is a little more. I think this song is um, very important in the world of rap. Uh, but once again, kind of like when I was talking about, I didn't know. That uh, parents, or I'm sorry, fight for your right was meant ironically. I think most of us thought this next song was about something it's not actually about. So I had to get the Vincent Price in there, and we are going to let this song slide a little bit because while technically, technically, the single didn't hit until 1990, 
the album oh. the album was 1989 so well they recorded it in 19, they recorded it in 1989 <laughs> this is uh this is public enemy this is 911 is a joke by public enemy so we're, we're going to get into the backstory of this a little bit here in a second um but they performed this was the song blah, 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 blah. This song, hey, yeah. So what you saying? Do real quick. Uh, okay. Oh, that, that, was, that was a good one right there. What, what you talking saying? about, Jason? Thank you. <laughs> By the way, that would be if we could if we could ever. I've tried to get Todd Bridges. I would love to talk to Todd Bridges, like on a level that nobody <laughs> understands. I think he's a great dude, but I would beg him to re- say, and I would say, look, man, I know you get you get sick of this, but please say what you talking about, Jason. Because we will play the shit out of that every time I can't speak on this show. <laughs> so let's just look him up on Cameo and see what. You, know. <laughs> you can just pay him to say it. There you go. Uh, of course, this is Public Enemy performed by uh, Flava Flav back before, you know, all he was known for is going, yeah, boy, on TV with a giant clock on him. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, he still had the giant clocks, but just the, the hey, that giant <laughs> clock got on Brigitte, um, Brigitte Nielsen. So. There you go. Uh, Who this, was it in the Comedy Central roast that said the flavor Flav looked like a skeleton wrapped in electrical tape? I don't know, but that's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not wrong. That was a real thing that was said, by the way. (laughs) That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, But I just want to state, you know, we've kind of forgotten over time. He's kind of become a big goofball, but he was actually very talented. You know, I mean, he actually was a talented rapper. Uh, This song reached number 15 on the hot R&B hip-hop singles and tracks chart and number one on the hot rap singles chart becoming their second number one rap chart hit after fight the power so this song talks about how slow response is in african in african-american neighborhoods but oddly enough according to flava Flav, um he wasn't talking about the cops that's what everybody thinks but he's actually referring to paramedics in this song not cops he's talking about mm-hmm. how long it takes paramedics to arrive in african-american neighborhoods among the samples used in 911 is a joke. Of course, Vincent Price from Thriller. Um, Yo, shout out to Vincent Price. Uh, flashlight, flashlight by Gone Parliament. Too soon. So we can bring it back to Parliament there for you because Flashlight is sampled mm. in the song. By the way, my favorite Parliament Funkadelic song right there. I love Flashlight. Uh, flashlight. Misunderstood by Microwave. Think About It by Lynn Collins. <laughs> Gotta Go, Gotta Go by Robin Harris. Uh, Devil with the Bust by Sound Experience. Feel Like Dancing by Wilbur Bad Bascom. And Hit by a Car and Singers by Eddie Murphy. All of those were sampled for this fucking Jeez. song. Yeah, there wow. you go. According to law professor Peter DeCola and uh, Kimbrew McLeod, if the samples used on 911 is a joke and other tracks on Fear of a Black Planet had been cleared for copyright under 2010 rates, each copy of the album would have generated a loss of $5 per album sold instead of a profit. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. These bitches. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. We we will talk about this. Uh, I believe it's, it makes it on tonight. Uh, there's a song where we're going to talk about, that we're going to discuss this very thing. 
it, it actually is. It's the last song uh, on Matt's list. But like, when does it become like? I, I understand you should just give credit. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. but when does it become a thing? Like, sometimes I, I understand giving credit, but when do you guys think they should always have to pay? Like we talked about it last mm-hmm. time when we when we did our show when we when we discussed um, Bittersweet <coughs> Symphony. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they took yeah they took a a, a a bit from the Rolling Stones, but they made it something uniquely different, you know. And at some point, the Stones yeah. realized, hey, this is, we're going to give them. You know, full rights to it wasn't song. Vanilla Ice yeah. and under pressure by adding a symbol, and then trying to convince. It. The worst part is him yeah. not wanting to give credit and trying to convince us it wasn't yeah. right. what it was, what we knew it was. So that that's a to me that's a very good question. I don't I don't know what the answer there is, but we'll get into it tonight because one of these songs yeah. in particular, I like the story behind it and where it ends up. But before we do that, here's another well, song. Hey, wow, hey, wow, wow, wow. Hang on, hang yes, on. yes, Matt. Uh, yes. Speaking of giving credit where Matt, credit is Matt, due, Brown under. The quote about Flavor Flav looking like a skeleton wrapped in electrical tape was from the late great Greg Giraldo from the Flavor Flav Comedy Central roast in 2007. Thank you. Yeah, I remember Matt. that roast. Yes. Yep. Matt. It was uh, three years before Greg Giraldo and passed away. And now Matt has a new nickname, which is archive.matt. Uh, <laughs> or I just Google things and find them out. Matt the Google guy. This next yeah. Kev song is only Kev's because he said it first. Trust me, guys. And Matt, okay. thanks, for, thanks for bringing Damn, Kev. <laughs> you crazy. Uh, and Matt already brought this up once, but he's right. I mean, he really pushed it on us, so here we go. You guys, you guys want to know something really cool about this song? It was originally a B-side. They didn't know that the song was going to be a hit. The song was originally released. Obviously, this is Salt and Pepper. This song was actually released as the B-side of the Tramp single in 1987. And because it took off, they eventually released it as its own single in 1988. Peaked at number 19 on the hot, on the Billboard Hot 100. It's so funny because this is like this is clearly their most famous song, right? Oh, yeah. And they didn't even think it was going to be a thing. So that's it's, know, it's pretty cool. Anyway, it peaked at number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it re-entered the charts after the group performed the track at Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday concert. With, how fucking awesome for was that? A second, for a second there, I thought you were about to say his funeral. But. <laughs> but no, can you guys... Okay, this was performed at Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday. How fucking lit must that birthday party have been? I just got a visual of Nelson Mandela just slowly clapping like... Fuck yes. <laughs> I just got a visual of clowns like slowly to the move. They let me out of prison for this. Damn, or pepper, (laughs) Spinderella. Yes, we'll give him a break. Oh, Spinderella. Yeah, that's my girl. There you go. I I always had to think about her. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course you did. Uh, But after after that, myself after that Mm. concert, this this song peaked at number two that summer after the re-release. I think Nelson Mandela had a lot to do with that piece. Yeah, he, he had did. a lot of sway yeah. in there. 
Uh, he this, bought all the copies. This song has also been certified platinum by the RIAA. Of course it has. It's ranked number uh, 446 on Rolling Stone's list of 100 greatest songs of all time. Not rap songs. 100 greatest songs of all time. And number nine on VH1's 100 greatest songs of hip hop. Trey Davies, who uh, was given a writing credit because of the line, boy, you really got me going. You got me so. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you guys know who Trey Davies is and why he got writing credit? from the Kinks. The Kinks, yep. Got credit from the Kinks song. There's also lines from two James Brown songs and the whispered, Hey! <laughs> I know that was accidental, but your fucking timing was like, I said, but the whispered, Hi! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> you couldn't have timed that much better, Kev. Hold on. Oh, thank you. I want to hear your James Brown impression again, Kevin. Hi! Feel good! <laughs> Go get the food! Hot tub! Bye! <laughs> Gonna make a sweat! <laughs> <I> kiss myself! <laughs> good God. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, God, Eddie. I Murphy. hope you got like a nice clean. Yeah. Like, edit on that so we can make that a sounder every once in a while. A little raspy. Just, ah, yeah. So the whispered push it, <laughs> you know, push it, is push sampled it. from a 1977 recording called Keep On Pushing by the band Cold Kitchen. At a 1986 concert, police thought Salt and Peppa were saying pussy real good <laughs> instead of push it real good. <laughs> and they actually oh waited for them after the show to arrest them, which is still ridiculous. Anyway, they right. had to show the police the written lyrics to prove that, that that's not what it was saying. <laughs> then as the police walked away, they were like, pussy real good. Because like, it's like, <laughs> you know, seriously, it's salt and pepper. What do you think is, you know, who cares? And plus, it's so weird that they thought they could arrest them for that. Like, I just want you kitties out there to see how much the world has freaking yeah. changed at this point. Mm-hmm. Because now we got. Uh, Wop her name, Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got songs <laughs> called "Wet Ass Pussy," so it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's got one more on this list, and uh, before we even before we even play it, this is one of those iconic. We have all three of you guys. I just want to say, picked like a really iconic rap song to make this list, um, and I want you guys to know all three of these I considered. But again, I kind of went with what was I listening to back then the most but kevin this is extremely iconic so here's kevin's last pick they did the job money came with ease but one couldn't stop it's like he had a disease he robbed another stick and another and a sister and a brother tried to rob a man who was a dt undercover the cop grabbed his arm he started acting erratic he said keep still boy no need for static punched him in his belly and he gave him a slap but little did he know the little boy was strapped the kid pulled out a gun he said why'd you hit Children's Story, Slick Rick, 1989, taken as the second single from his album. Rick the Ruler. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. The song was a top five hit on both the hot R&B singles and the hot rap tracks chart. It is one of the most sampled rap songs of all time. Children's Story reached number five on the hot R&B singles, staying there for 19 weeks. And number two on the hot rap tracks, remaining on the uh, charts for 11 (coughs) weeks. Ranked number 61 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop. Kev, do you want to talk a little bit about this song? Uh, children's Story. It's It was, uh, for me, that rap song in particular was just nice and fun. 
Oh, and it's not Rick, though. I mean, <laughs> this is one of those. No, ones we talk about it sounds fun, but when you listen to the story, it's really not. But it, yeah, it's. But I had a good time. With yeah, it. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got a nice beat. You can dance it, to it. Right. Oh, by the way, I mean, Slick Rick. You yeah. know, wherever you are, sir. I mean, for one, that you were totally justified as far as killing your cousin or whatever. <laughs> I mean, just what FYI. the hell? <laughs> I mean, you, I. You, you, it's a weird, you know, weird direction. Got to that take eye patch. It's a really, yeah. really weird direction to take things, Kev. Uh, we, <laughs> Slick well, Rick, I try. Slick Rick will be mentioned again tonight, just so you guys know. Uh, so that's Kevin's list. What do you guys think of Kev's list, man? Let's get some. Uh, let's get some. Uh, I think it's great, man. There you go. That's my good list. Thank you. Great list. It is a really good list. You you uh, run the gambit there a little bit. We get a little bit of, uh, you know, we get a little bit of all kinds. Starting with nine one one is a joke, and then with Slick Rick, it's 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 a great list. Uh, I just say that because we're about to go into Matt's and everything's about to fall. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, probably. No, really. Matt's list is great, too. And the, when I just said all three of you picked like a really iconic song to add to your list, Matt has one of those songs. Uh, we're going to start with that one. Once again, a song that I highly considered just because of how influential I consider this song to be. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> The slight delay it just makes the it The delay, and the, you guys were just, it sounded like this really cool effect to the going song Going under, going under Going under, going under, going under <laughs> That was good, guys. I will tell you that, uh, Matt, this was another one Spanky considered. I think he had it on his honorable mentions, as a matter of fact. And this was one I highly considered, too. This is The Message by Grandmaster Flash. Um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, which is also the name of the fifth Vin Diesel movie in the series. No, I don't. Um, Does Grandmaster Flash fly into space? Dude, he totally should. Like, I, there, there's a missed opportunity, right, for for the Vin <laughs> right? Diesel movies. Like, where Grandmaster Flash and the Furious and the Furious Five. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. Uh, it was released as a single by Sugar Hill Records on July 1st, 1982, and was later featured on the group's debut album, uh, studio album of the same name. One of the things this song is known for is for being one of the earliest rap songs to involve social commentary. This is what we were talking about earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. This song set the stage for groups like Public Enemy. The song was written yep. in 1980 by Duke Bouti and Mele Mel in response to the 1980 New York City transit strike. Genesis drummer, this is really cool, guys. Genesis drummer and lead singer Phil Collins, along with Grammy Award-winning producer Hugh Padham, Described in the 2001 release, the Genesis songbook, how the message helped shape the hook of the band's 1983 hit single, Mama. Padham said that at the time, the message was one of my favorite records. Collins thought the laugh thing, uh, Collins thought the laugh thing was fantastic. What a great sound. And the exper, and, and he experimented with it and incorporated this into the song. I never fucking knew that. I kind of want to hear them back to back now. Fucking cool is it that Grandmaster Flash influenced a Genesis song? <laughs> like, who would have thought it? But really fucking cool. 
Um, wow. That just shows you that rap is very influential in all genres. 100%. We, you know, that kind of reminds me of when I was uh, listening to um, an interview with uh, David Bowie about his very last album, and one of his major influences for that album, uh, I believe it's Black Star, was um, to uh, sorry, to pimp a butterfly by the Kendrick um, Lamar. Yeah, that, huh. you know, it's right. it's really cool when that happens because you know for for such a long time, rap was kind of put off to the side by like you know like the rock and roll and hall of MTV fame was no help am, am i mistaken <laughs> you guys can correct me if i'm wrong was run dmc the first rap group in the rock and roll hall of fame is that right or not right that sounds right i feel like that would make sense i'll do like my googling right. that i do yeah. i'm already on it i wouldn't be shocked. the internet i would not be shocked because when one considers you, t- you okay first of all the the relationship between run dmc and beastie boys needs to be addressed because it's they were majorly the beastie boys were majorly oh, oh hang on it was grandmaster, grandmaster flash, flash and the furious and the five. five was well, it this i'll be damned well deserved was it the message yeah. no it was just, or them. just the ba- oh, duh, i guess that makes sense well i know yeah. run dmc's in there because they were uh, inducted oh, yeah. Yeah. but you remember for a long time it, like that wasn't you know it was unheard of to even consider that but it's it's crazy run dmc was such a huge taking um a song that ends up on honorable mention tonight uh because of myself and spank dog which is walk this way when you consider what they did right there alone i mean revived aerosmith's career by taking a song Mm -hmm. that everybody knew and loved adding a rap to it that was awesome and yep and mixing the genres even fight for your right hit the rock charts so to to hear that these bands were influenced, it, it kind of pushes. It, in other words, what these major artists, you know, Phil Collins and David Bowie, these guys are saying, like straight up, like, "Hey, this is music. This is talent. These guys are are writing good shit. They're doing cool things. What makes rap different is just the way they're delivering the message. But it's still important. And I I don't know. Finally, people are starting to listen and they're starting to see that where they were. And then we got mumble rap. So you know what the fuck. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hey, guess how old Grandmaster Flash is? 187. Close, 64. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. very close. He needs to rap a Beatles song. When I'm, when I'm 60, fuck you guys. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I didn't see the connection. I'm sorry. I swear, you guys. Sometimes I keep cricky, cricky, cricky. Hey, cricky. Kevin. Do you want to? Hey. Hear, do you want to hear the next one on Matt's list? All right, I mean, it might have been brought up by Spank Dog already, but that's okay because we're going to go a little run let's DMC. Kick the beats. Kick the beats. Yeah. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rock the party and come correct. All cuts are on time and rhymes connect. Got the right to vote and we'll elect. And other rappers can't stand us, but give us respect. respect. I do, I do love that little, like half second delay. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, yeah, this is King of Rock. This is Run DMC. This is the one Spanky said could easily have made somebody's list, and of course it could, and it did because it did. It's a great song. It's fantastic. Uh, so this is off the second studio album by Run DMC, released on January twenty first, nineteen eighty five. It is also the title track from that album. The album peaked at number 52 on the Billboard 200 and number 12 on the top R&B Hop Albums chart. The album was first certified as gold in June of 1985 
before being certified platinum by the RAIAA in February of 1987. And the song also charted on Billboard, as well as peaking at number 80 on the UK singles chart. The idea behind both the album and the song was to pull rap up into the rock spotlight. Uh, and it succeeded. It really did it. It did exactly what we were just talking about. Also, there is the infamous music video that had Bud from David Letterman in it, which didn't hurt their exposure either. Do you guys remember the music video and Bud from David Letterman? Bud Melman? Bud, Bud Melman. Larry Bud Melman. Larry Bud <laughs> Melman from David Letterman. Uh, the, the I almost mu- forgot about him. Yeah, this yeah. music video did almost as much for it. That is the fucking thing, man. We're, we, we're not going to go off on the MTV tangent, but th- how do people not understand the effect that MTV had on music and and propelling people's careers? And now we just don't have anything, and it kind of sucks. I do miss watching music videos. So I we'll get on YouTube sometimes. I'll get on with the kids and put on like you know just different genres and just watch music videos and talk to them about it. So. Just This is a public service announcement for all of you parents with kids. You should be fucking teaching your kids about good music, damn it, because they don't know what it is otherwise. Um, but I miss MTV is what I'm saying. Fucking miss, <laughs> fucking miss MTV. So We all do. The uh, next one on Matt's list, we uh, this is the one we were talking about where we're going to let Matt get away with it uh, because it kind of needs to be on here. Spanky mentioned this one too, um, but... Again, Matt got it first, so we're going to let Matt have it. But uh, this yeah. one kind of has to be on the list. I said a hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, did a hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang, man. Boogie say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody, everybody clap, clap your, your hands. hands. It's Lambda, 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 <laughs> and Omega Moo. Omega Moo. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized how similar that was. <laughs> They're pretty similar. <laughs> so you just did that. Yeah, this is this so rapper. Yeah, delight. have you heard the 16 minute version? Yeah, of this song? that was the problem when I was trying to get a version of this. I didn't want the 16 oh minute version, and that's all I could find. Even the not, even the like short. Sugar even the short so version of this is nine minutes long, dude. So don't even be. Uh, yeah. so, so this is uh, Sugar Hill Gang. This is Rapper's Delight. Everybody knows this fucking song. Of course they do. How could you not? Uh, this yeah. one is technically not an 80s, but a 1979 song. But we all agree this needs to be talked about. So this was by the Sugar Hill Gang, produced by Sylvia Robinson. Rapper's Delight is credited for introducing hip-hop music to a wider audience. This song was kind of the song that brought rap more mainstream. Um, a I lot mean, of everybody pretty much knows the opening line to the song by now. I mean, oh God. Yeah. I don't, I don't when know. You, when you hear it start playing, you cannot help but sing along with it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're their original Wu-Tang clan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of I mean, pretty much. in a weird yeah. sort of way, man, <laughs> I mean, a much happier Wu-Tang clan. But yeah. yeah. Oh, um, come on. Old DB was happy. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Was on the crack he was. But what's, you know, I hear a lot of people go, this is the first rap song. No, it was the first rap song to break into mainstream to the degree that. It was the first rap song officially recorded on record. Yeah. With a live band. And kind of broke it into mainstream. Like I said, mainstream. This was, holy shit, what is that? Like there was a whole, there was a whole audience that knew what rap music was. But this one, 
this song like dropped it out and there's a reason this song was making making it into dance clubs and stuff that's what kind of happened there's a really cool story about that whole thing and how debbie harry deserves partial credit in a weird sort of way for this song existing she actually actually (laughs) does i mean for like she's believe it or not debbie harry and Blondie was kind of very influential to the early stages of hip hop. Which she loved with it. Rapture. Yeah. 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 I mean, she introduced Fab Five Freddy, even introduced uh let's see, John Michelle Basquiat. So uh, Basquiat. Matt actually talked about possibly adding Rapture to his uh list. Yeah. This was a discussion we yeah. had. So uh Debbie Harry is Blondie is performing with Sheik, right? And in case mm-hmm. you don't know, this song is totally good times by Sheik, like hundred percent. That, you know, which they they ended up suing for it, but there's there's a whole story behind how that happened. So she's performing with Sheik, and she says like, "You guys got to come check this this shit out with me." We're going. We go to this place. These people like dance and shit, and they they play music off boom boxes, and it's really cool. It's this whole hip hop scene. So they go with her, right? And they get there, and a bunch of the guys from Sugar Hill Gang are there. So Sheik actually gets up on stage and starts playing um, "Good Times," and the guys from Sugar Hill Gang get up with them and start just like free flowing, you know, like just making shit up to their music on the spot. And it's like, everybody loses their mind. So nobody thinks anything of it about two weeks later. Right. Uh, one of the guys, uh, can't crap. I can't think of the guy's name from chic. Right. But he's in a club in New York. He's in a club and the DJ starts playing this track and instantly he looks up. He's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. That's, that's good times. That's our song. This is two weeks later. So he goes up to the DJ and he says, what What are you playing? And he says, well, I just picked this vinyl up in Harlem earlier today. These guys recorded this album. So in a two-week period, the guys from Sugar Hill Gang free-flow this song with them. They get up in there, you know, then they go record an album and just start fucking releasing it all over New York. So... Uh, <laughs> Understandably, oh, the trunks of the cars and stuff. Uh, uh, just like Nile Rogers, yeah. by the way. Nile Rogers is his name. Yeah. Um, so understandably, he gets a little upset, right? Because yeah. they they released a whole song that they jammed with them, you know, two weeks prior, but they get no credit. So they do sue and they get writing credit. And but what's funny is he has later gone on record to say, like, at first I I couldn't stand the song because I was mad, but then I realized. It's like one of my favorite rap songs of all time. <laughs> and to make things even better, it is most definitely my favorite song that has ever sampled anything off Chic. So again, it just kind of goes to show you this is what we were talking about earlier. Where do where do you where do you draw the line like when it's artistic? Like, yes, they deserved credit. They deserved writing oh, credit yeah. for the music, hundred percent. And I don't think anybody like, would when, argue. When you take that much of the song. Right. You gotta give them credit. But remember, this right. is this is early. But it's almost days. the entire song. This is early days, though. So yeah. this is a new thing w- with rap and sampling and stuff. And you're right. Yes, they should have given him writing credit. But I think at one point he starts realizing, but that doesn't change the art of what they did to the song. Like, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing that music can do in a way that not too many other uh, forms of art can do, where somebody can take something that exists. And turn it into their own while still keeping the like the original as well. I mean, we can all yeah. name it. Like for example, every one of us right now, when nobody picked MC Hammer, but you know, any one of us right now could could sing an MC Hammer song 
and turn right around and sing the Rick James song that goes with it. And we understand that they are two, the, the same fucking song, but also two completely separate songs, right? You know, yep, it, yep. We, they're they're the same, but they're different. Fuck you, Vanilla Ice, for stealing shit from Queen, though. <laughs> Give them credit. I mean, you're not an, you are an ass, but you can come on the show if you want. We'd love to talk to your ass. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> correction, sir. <laughs> Throw down the Vanilla Ice gauntlet. So. I, I got to give you a little bit of background about some of the stuff that this song has achieved um, and why we decided it kind of had to be on there. Two, number 251 on the Billboard, um, I'm sorry, on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Number two on VH1's 100 greatest hip-hop songs. Uh, it is also included on NPR's list of 100 most important American musical works of the 20th century. It was preserved in the National Recording Registry, by the Library of Congress in 2011 for being culturally historical and aesthetically significant. In 2014, the record was included into the Grammy Hall of Fame. All those things, I mean, you take all that into account and you see how major this song is considered to be for its influence on the genre and the field of rap in general. So kind of had to add it to the list, man. And like I said, both Spanky and uh, Matt brought it up and they're like, hey, you know, we kind of think this song needs to be in there. And I relented. I said, okay, fucking, you guys are right. We're going to let it happen because, well, it's a great song. So, <sighs> so Matt has uh, one more on his list. And uh, I saved this one for last. Matt, this is the one that I highly considered putting on my list when it came to the Beastie Boys. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to kick it off here because I, I think this song speaks for itself. I did it like I did this. It like I did it like that. I did it with the wiffle ball bat. So I want the rust. The cops got my gun. Fucking Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. This song is fucking fantastic. This is probably one of the most fun songs they've ever done. This, of course, is also off License to Ill, 1986, written by Adam Horowitz and Joseph Simmons, Daryl McDaniels, and Rick Rubin. Shocking, right? But that's not all. This song was inspired by another group that we've talked about a couple of times tonight. This song was inspired by Run DMC, and we're going to get there in a minute. It was produced by Rick Rubin and the Beastie Boys and tells the fictional story of how the Beastie Boys met. Um, Adam Hurwitz uh, told how the song evolved from an incident when the Beastie Boys were waiting outside a recording studio for Run DMC when Joseph Simmons, a.k.a. Run, ha, 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 suddenly came running down the street screaming incoherently. When he reached the Beastie Boys, he said, Here's a little story I gotta tell. Uh, using a drum machine, they experimented with how it might sound if the drums were played backwards, which is that unique beat we get in this song. Uh, the song has a Cypress Hill pseudo cover with the song Busted in the Hood and uh, has been sampled many, many, many times over the years. Matt, do you want to talk about what made you choose Paul Revere? Yeah, it's just a fun story. Like you so said, it's the fun. fictional story of them meeting, but it's just like you can picture the entire thing happening. It's uh it was like an old western. Yes, almost. and it's such a fun. I mean, yeah. the story is it plays out, and it's a it's a blast to listen to. Yeah. And uh, I wonder how many people thought it was true. You know, there had to be people that thought that that's really how they met. 
they went into an old saloon, you know, grabbed the piano goes. player, and they punched him in the face. And they punched him in the face. That's what I would have done. Okay. Square the jaw. Paul Revere, much like we I were talking. And I get respect. We were talking about going back. Jewelry is what I expect. I mean, should we let you keep going? or did you, want, did you want to wrap the whole song? Not do currently. it, do it, man, do it. <laughs> no. Much like, much like going back to Cali, the bass on this hits so hard. So many people have, you know, cranked the bass on their cars and you know played this song. Yeah. That that driving down the road, my key is sold. Windows about exploding because it can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Spanky used to do it in a '74 Monte Carlo. Yeah, that's way cooler than my Kia. Solo. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it well, was. I mean, when you had two 15-inch subs and it blasting this song, and then the bass hits and it just shakes the car. <laughs> tell you guys, and story. that's why we call them Pimp Dog. Pimp, Pimp Daddy Spank Pimp, Dog. Pimp Daddy. No one calls it that. It's Pimp Daddy that's Spank dog. dog. You're right. Pimp Dog right. Spanky. So I call him that now. That's his dog spanky. Oh, no. alternate Daddy. universe. <laughs> the Doctor Strange multiverse version of him. Pimp Dog Spanky. So we used to drive down the street in this 74 Monte Carlo, this big beast of a car, right? And Spanky had a yacht on wheels. He he had a, a CB in the car, and the, the CB actually had a uh, speaker mode. You could you could like flip a switch. And we could we could talk through the speakers that he had set up inside the car, <laughs> and uh, we were downtown um, Hamilton at a festival, <laughs> and he hands me the microphone. <laughs> There's people everywhere. I'll never forget that day. People walking in front of the car, and I'm going, "Move it, cattle! Get out of the fucking way!" Like just yelling at people. <laughs> me and Spanky had some good times in that car, man. We really did. We used to. Uh, Cause a lot of uh, harmless trouble. And have a lot, have Whatever happened to it? Ended up selling it. I put think way it, too much money into yeah. it. And I couldn't put any more into it. It was starting to get uh, to the point that it was taking a lot of money from him. Yeah, but he had that car for a long time. It's, uh, it's what you had when I met you, man. Nineteen seventy four yep. Monte Carlo. It was like a, a brownish color. I think they call it champagne. No, it was uh, maroon. It was uh, what a maroon. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne. Yeah, it was a fun car, man. It was. We we we've told the story about hitting the giant boulder in the car. <laughs> Fucking. No, he goes yes. to turn into a uh, a parking lot. Not a scratch. Fucking hits this. When I say boulder, I mean this thing is fucking three feet tall, two feet wide. Hits the <laughs> boulder. The car hops in the air about four feet. You know, we're took three of us guys to roll it back into place. Yeah, the, the boulder rolled across the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> I look at Spanky, I'm like, what happened? He looks, bends down, looks at the, the bumper, he, uh, licks his finger, <laughs> wipes off a little scuff mark, and that was it, that was it. Then that car was a tank, Built man. like a tank. But I can't imagine the gas that you would put in it these days. <laughs> oh. right? How much did it cost you? $837. How long will it last? About 27 minutes. I <laughs> 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 think it was a big old beast, but it was a fun-ass car, man. It really was. It was a cool-looking car, too. Yeah, that was the one you hit the gas pedal and watched the gas gauge go from depth <laughs> to E in just one shot. <laughs> He's not lying, but it was a cool car, so man. So efficient. <laughs> it was a cool car. And that means we're about to go into Spanky's list for tonight. And uh, we're going to start Spanky's list off with that third iconic song that I said I highly considered putting on because of how iconic it is. I didn't, but you guys covered the basis for me, and I really appreciate it. Here is Spanky's 
first song. Nineteen eighty-five, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew. This is the show. So six minutes, man. six minutes, <laughs> six minutes. Dougie Fresh, your own. <laughs> Obviously sampled from Inspector Gadget. Yes. Uh, described as a reality show of hip hop performance, the track focuses on a conversation between Dougie Fresh and MC Ricky D, later to be known as. As they prepare for a show named Spin Magazine's top rap single of the year, it became only the fourth rap single ever to reach gold record status. Status. I just statished that one. I don't know why I went. Why I went Sean Connery. Full Sean Connery (laughs) on us there. This song was known at that status. This song, I was a hell of a rapper back in my day. I fucking tell you what. This is before the pansies. What the fuck hit him with the mumble shit? Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Spank Dog, what made you pick the show? Uh, that was probably one of the early songs I remember hearing back then, you know, growing up, you know, hearing rap on the radio. And that was probably about the, I'd say it was within the top five of the first ones I've ever, ever really remember hearing. And That's it was fair. just one that stuck with me. Yeah. This is one of those mm-hmm. early ones that, that kind of grabbed everybody because of how much fun it was and the story that it told. In but it. I mean, you, but again, you can't talk eighties rap without Dougie fresh and yeah. slick Rick. And this song True. was definitely that song. I agree. It's and one everybody of, knows that, that, that little hook, that six minutes, Dougie fresh, you're on. I you're mean, on. that just, yeah. One of the things that makes tonight's list great with everybody is, like I said at the beginning, how eclectic it is and how we get. Yeah, we, we, a bunch of us talked about Ron DMC, you know, we talk about the Beastie Boys, but because of, and how many crossovers we had, we get to hit on everybody. We get some Slick Rick, we get some Dougie Fresh, you know, we get some, some, uh, well, shit, almost well at one slip. <laughs> Because <laughs> we haven't got there yet, <laughs> but you know we we get all these different LO Cool J. You know we're we're all over the gambit, and a lot of these guys crossed over with one another, so that helps a lot too. Again, man, another song that I really wanted on my list, and I just didn't have the room for it. Thank you, Spanky, for giving this one to me as well. All of my followers, cause all I want is respect. I'm not a boxer, but the man who boxer, a slick brother that can leave you out boxer. Cause I'm Bob, the last name basis. I am instantly taken back to the roller skating rink. I just want you to know. I might as well be roller skating right now. (laughs) Uh, Rob Bass and, and DJ Easy Rock, but Rob Bass, oh my God, dude. Like... How does he not make a list? Because everybody right. loves this song. Everybody fucking loves this song, man. It's it's like one of those enjoy and pay. Joy and pay. Like it had to be one of those. One of those had to make the list. Um, it takes so two. Played both of these songs on several family reunions back in the eighties. I'm, I'm, dude. Like, of course you did. I mean, the, and again, uh, still awaiting our invite. 
<laughs> I've been. Well, invited. we didn't have the white party this year. Sorry, guys. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be offended if you invite me to the white party. But damn it, if you invite me to the pasty ass party again, we're gonna have some problems. Jeez, man. <laughs> hey, Jay. You want to come to the Casper party this year? Fuck you, Kevin. Fuck you. <laughs> You're as close to albino as you I know. Know, Brian. <laughs> you know. Don't stop calling me powder. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. I know I'm pale as shit. I can't help it. I do go out in the sun. It just doesn't do anything. If I go out in the sun, I turn bright red for about a day and a half and then go right back to fucking pasty white. He becomes is. a lobster. <laughs> I'm a rock. It's a rock lobster. lobster. Uh, this song is fucking great, man. Uh, it takes two. Rob Bass uh, debut studio album by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It was released on August 9th, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, it became a top forty hit single and was later certified platinum by the RIAA. Since its release in nineteen eighty-eight, the song has been covered and sampled by several recording artists. There are many critics and listeners who claim that Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock's It Takes Two is the greatest hip-hop single ever cut, noted music critic Stephen Thomas Earl Wine. Why does he have to have such an Earl of Wine? <laughs> anyway, uh, he's from All Music Guide. It's hard to disagree with him. Uh, in two- 2021, it was listed as number 116 on Rolling Stone's Top 500 Best Songs of All Time. The reason it's hard oh. to disagree with them is because everybody knows this fucking song and nobody fucking hates this song. It comes on and within a few seconds you're singing with it, you're moving with it, you can't it, it's very infectious. It's if you very, hate if this you song, hate this what the song? fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah sorry. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got problems. You guys just merged yeah. into one and I'm pretty <laughs> sure you were about to say yeah. the same fucking thing. It was like a weird amalgamation of <laughs> really souls agreeing. Yeah. It was like the power of Christ compels you. There was a demon coming out of one of you. I just couldn't figure out which one it was. <laughs> it's like, if you hate this song. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, yeah, it's a good <laughs> Macho Man song, Randy man. Savage. Yeah, we won't talk about his rap album. <laughs> oh, can we? <laughs> well, Mr. T was my honorable mention. <laughs> can yeah. we? Yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> uh, also, just barely m- not making the list was the uh, Chicago Bears Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. God. Why is it, why is it everyone thought they could rap? <laughs> it's like, well, I, whoever, I, I told, I why. whoever it's, told Macho Man Randy Savage, you should yeah. try and rap. It, I, I personally uh, think it's because at that time, and this is like a genuine thought. I'm not trying to make a joke. At the time. Okay the words were more enunciated and it seemed like everybody could do it. Yeah. Well, but that and the fact as that it was Randy quickly was on proven, a lot of drugs, not too. everyone could. Randy was doing a lot of X and, and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I want to make a rap album. <laughs> it's like, uh, Randy. No, no, Randy. Yeah, can you uh, dig it? I can snap yeah. into this brother. Come on. We'll rise to the yeah. top. Mean jeans. To a slim if you guys, yeah. So if you ever you guys ever notice there are certain there are certain people when they get brought up, every everyone will do their impression of them. <laughs> yeah. Good got it. or yeah, bad. Stu sure. and Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> no, we don't yeah. let them do that anymore. It's it's too hurtful. 
It's it's too much like having Gilbert oh. there, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, let the man rest. Yeah. But but uh, but he's one of them. Every time somebody brings up Randy Savage, somebody's going to go, "Ooh, yeah!" Just like if yeah. you know Matthew McConaughey, somebody's going to go, "All right, all right, all right, all right, all right." It's right. <laughs> like they become a, ready. Owen Wilson. Super cut of that right there. Now we just sound like a bunch of weird <laughs> fucking cats. Do we tainted love with Owen Wilson's wows? Um. The next one on Spank Dog's list, again, I considered it, man. Uh, I swear it's like Spanky went through and said, okay, Jay, I feel bad for all the ones you couldn't make on your list, so I'm going to add them for you. We <laughs> talked about this artist earlier in the night, so it's only fair that he gets a spot on the show. Crow, crow, crow. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking. King of my jungle, just a gangster, stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose. Red or blue, cuz of blood, it just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scattered. Come, the gangs of LA will never die. Ice tea, colors. We just yeah. multiply colors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> issued as the title track for the soundtrack uh, for the movie Colors. Uh, the song was released as a single in 1988. The song was Ice-T's first song to chart on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, where it peaked at number 70. The song samples Ain't We Funkin' Now by the Brothers Johnson, and VH1 named it the 19th greatest rap song of all time. So, Are you talking about the guy from Law & Order? Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's talking about the cop from New Jack City. That guy, too. <laughs> oh, man. It's again, we talked earlier about how many of these people, how many of these raps are, are just yeah. became stars later. A lot of them. And what's weird is there's yeah. some that didn't make the list. Like, there's there's no NWA on the list tonight. So, but we could easily go there, too, with the fact that Ice Cube, Ice Cube. went on to become, yep. you know, Ice Cube and Ice T making a delicious drink together. <laughs> I prefer mine with a little vanilla ice in it because I like that taste. Vanilla iced tea with some ice cubes. It does sound delicious, but would you <laughs> really want those three to actually be in the same room? And oh my god! Collaborate. Add a little bit of sugar night. How to come- sweeten it up? <laughs> oh, wow. Nice, nice. This is stupid. He gets the whole, like he gets the whole <laughs> vanilla ice by the ankles. As we are the just pot. dipping it into the iced tea bags. We yeah. are stepping on the gas pedal, driving towards a wall of stupid right now that needs to stop. <laughs> I can see Shug Knight right now. Make it sweeter, motherfucker. No, <laughs> just just gotta keep stirring. How much sugar do you guys want? Two bucks. Oh my that was god. Bad. Fuck <laughs> you. Make mine a biggie size. <laughs> fuck both of you. Oh. You guys fucking Wait, is that the biggie size or the small? Fuck. You guys suck. Both of you. <laughs> fuck you both. Oh. You're off the show. I I will tell you that from I totally want to film a skit of Kevin as Suge Knight. Because his Shook Knight was impressive. <laughs> his Shook Knight was quite impressive, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> Make a sweet you, motherfucker. <laughs> All I need is just kind of bulk up and just like get a big suit and just look menacing as hell. Yeah, and then run over a guy in a parking lot. Yeah, you gotta do no, that too. don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, I gotta get into the character, man. Yeah. So I have say who would have the driver's side door, yeah. Yeah. hanging from the window. 
to the wall. <laughs> fuck oh, you guys. Uh, fuck you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys so much. You say bad puns, everybody laughs. I say them, everybody goes dead silent again. <laughs> we just go they silent. Do every fucking time. Like, Jason told a bad joke again. <laughs> Jay told a bad joke again. Uh, well, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna end this mixtape with Spanky, and we're gonna get past what I just fucking said with something really fucking awesome. <laughs> Another fucking song that everybody loves. She's dressed in yellow. She says hello. Come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose. And what comes next? Hey, bust the move. Yep. I like that guitar hook. Bust a move. I mean, it's sampled, but still. (laughs) Of course it is. Yeah. This is 80s rap. Uh, This is Young MC from his 1989 debut album, Stone Cold Ryman. The song is built on a sample of Found a Child by the group Ballin' Jack. The drums, produced by Lynn Drum, are sampled from the song Radioactivity by Royal Cash. Bust a Move also featured... Where do they find this music that they sample? I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, but they're sampling it. Right. It's uh, literally just a guy who just goes through records. This song, just going, this sounds oh, good. Yeah, that song. <laughs> the yeah. song also featured guest vote. Okay, I got to ask. Okay, vote, guest vocals by Crystal Blake. Do you guys know who plays bass guitar on this song? Bootsy Collins. Negative. Oh, Surprising. Flea no from the Flea uh, from Red the Hot Red Chili Hot Peppers. Chili Peppers played bass. That was a really? wild guess. Yes, that was straight off the dome. Oh, oh really? Damn. Really? Well, it was yeah. a good guess. This is Flea who plays the bass guitar on this, <laughs> and he actually—I think he even appears in the music video, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, number seven on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and topping the charts in Australia in 1990. Song stayed on the Billboard Hot 100 for 39 weeks and 20 weeks in the top 40. Winning the 1990 Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance, the single was certified platinum in the United States. I mean, everybody knows this fucking song. Everybody knows Bust a Move. Everybody sings Bust a Move all the time. It's a fucking fun song. Great at weddings. Great at weddings. Gets everybody out on the dance floor. There's a line in the song that gets me every fucking time, though. So he gets invited to a wedding, and uh, it's in two days. Two days from now, he's gonna marry, uh, and you got to make it if you can, because you're gonna be the best man. So, <laughs> so you're told two days before the wedding <laughs> that they want you to be the best man. It always cracks. Like, me hey, up. Uh, yeah. barely know you. Want to be the best man? <laughs> want to be the best man? It actually, sounds very my best friend to Larry has been married. To days be fair, it's a shotgun wedding, so yeah. it's very <laughs> impromptu. So that's our list. Uh, we had a few honorable mentions, uh, a few that I really wanted to bring up, and we could put them on another list. Like I said, Walk This Way, Aerosmith is definitely one of them. Uh, uh, Spank Dog said uh, Houdini, Freaks Come Out at Night. That's that's yeah. really – that's, that's Yeah, that's, also that's, Friends. And Friends from Houdini. Houdini. Um, I thought uh, Wild Wild West by Cool Modi, who didn't get any love on this list tonight, would have been a really cool uh, one. So I, I was thinking Smith. about adding – yeah. Yeah, about adding him on my list. There are there were so many songs that easily could have made this list. I know Spank Dog had mm-hmm. also mentioned Bismarcky. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's just so much that could have been on the list. We did have some people on our um, Facebook group and on Twitter that gave us some shout outs. Uh, Skiznot said Peter Piper from Run DMC. 
which also would have been a really mm-hmm. good Run DMC mm-hmm. song. Uh, Aaron Crowell, who we mentioned earlier, suggested uh, Give Me the Crack by Shinehead, um, <laughs> which I was like, <laughs> only you, Aaron, and I fucking love it. So yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. It's on the soundtrack, uh, just free trash or something. Derek Cook, friend and guest of the show, uh, said Do What You Like by Digital Underground. So those are all. Ooh, good yeah, one. It was a really good one. Um, I, I often think of Digital Underground as a 90s group, but really they started in the eighties and do what you like is actually from like 89. So would have been a really good one to make the list. Um, so there's more sets. Just grab them in the biscuits, right? (laughs) Just grab them in the biscuits. Yeah. He actually says that in two songs because he reminds you that he said it and do what you like. So, so yeah, there's our list. I hope we're still live by. I would love to hear what you guys out there think of our list, what you would, uh, add to the list of eighties rap songs. You can always let us know, and we can create a playlist of your songs. There will, of course, be a playlist of our songs available on Spotify. Thanks Matt. to Matt. <laughs> yes, there will. And if you guys send us your songs, there will be a playlist of that as well. You can do that by writing us at your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. Also, of course, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. We even have TikTok, man. And the best place to find out all of that is by going over to the website. You should go to the website. Listen, we hint at shit that is coming up, and I'm just going to tell you right now. There's some awesome interviews coming up, including one that we <laughs> we keep saying this. We keep running into people that we get to talk to that at least one of us nerds out big time. I don't know if we're going to be able to control Spanky. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we're that gonna try. should be the warning right there. <laughs> but we're gonna try. Uh, we just have a really cool interview. Coming. I'll try Actually, and keep it to a minimum on that interview. Yeah. <laughs> I can't guarantee anything, but I will try. That's and, all I can say. And with us tonight is is uh, our friend Spanky. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Which My honestly, favorite. we barely stopped him from saying that's that to probably Ron how it's gonna be. <laughs> he just breathes heavy the whole time. Just <sighs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that yeah <laughs> we, we barely oh, they're never coming back on the show again. we barely stopped him from doing that with ron Deshear, although i think she loved it so it was all good <laughs> yeah um i'm just telling you and we will release some of these on our social medias as we get closer but they're already up on the this is this is a shameless way to get me to get you to go check out the website but you should go check out the go website to the website damn it there's some cool swag over there. I actually just ordered a new T-shirt today, guys. So, yay. Hopefully, that'll be coming soon. Yeah. Um, and hey, everybody. Uh, hoodie weather's coming up. So, yeah. go to our website and get yourself a mixtape podcast hoodie, which I intend to do. I have one. And I, I freaking need one love badly. it. So. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, yep. I actually have one of the hoodies. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be buying a hat. Too. I can't decide. I kind of think I know which hat I want. I love mats, but I don't really do well in, in the flat build caps like that, which Matt looks they look good on Matt. they don't really work on me so i'm probably gonna get a hat yeah. so i have a giant head too so i think i help fill <laughs> yeah, it out fucking keeps on getting bigger anyway <laughs> all the all the fame all the fame fame that keeps happening to matt especially after being at the event he was at last weekend which yeah he's gonna tell us all yeah, about si- on future episodes yeah so. signing all those autographs yep dude i hope you sorry do. for your spider-man issue number one but, uh <laughs> Yeah, the worst part is that kid did not fucking ask you to sign it. Yeah, I was like, give me that. And he's just like, no, 
no, no. I'm like, sorry, kid. With I great, I'm Stan Lee now. With great <laughs> power comes great Excelsior. <laughs> you spelled it wrong. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> um, I'm going to really cross those T's. Hopefully, I, I will love. Line straight across the cover. <laughs> I will love if you got to sign even one autograph would be the best thing. Oh, I, I I will yes, grab somebody's You will nerd out completely anyway. forever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go over. Take check a picture us of out. crying in the background. Check us out and me. Uh, That's what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, check us out online. All our social medias. Go there. Follow yeah. us. Uh, show us lots of love. We get a lot of love. Matt was dogging himself on the Instagram the other day, and I, I think you're doing a, a fine job, man. I mean, consider how little time you've been doing the Instagram. I think the numbers are pretty yeah. good, honestly. Yeah. Uh, they're not my Twitter numbers, but, you know. what you I know, do? but <laughs> you put effort into it. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. I just, you know, cross-share everything. That's, that's fair, too. <laughs> Uh, but you should go follow us on all those sites. We we do release teasers a little bit ahead of time of stuff coming down the road, and uh, it's all available on the website too. So go over and check that stuff out. Uh, please, if you get an opportunity, leave us a review on any of the sites. I know it still Pandora all, uh, it still seems to be the big one, although Spotify definitely climbs up on it. We we of course recommend Spotify. Um, we use Anchor. We love it. Uh, so if anybody anybody's interested, you should go. You know. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, we highly recommend Anchor. And I'm not just schlocking it. I'm being serious. We switched to it, and it's fucking easy. I was actually pretty impressed with how easy it was. But with that being said, if you can, go check out our sponsor, BustedTees.com. Uh, if you do buy a shirt off there, let me know which one you bought. Because it, it, we spent literally 30, 35 minutes the other night just going through the shirts, uh, trying to feel like laughing our asses off, trying to pick which ones we wanted to buy. And they also have some really badass uh, Pac-Man socks that I want really bad. So if you get a chance, go over to bustedtees.com. Uh, use our promotion code, which is my name. Again, not by my choice. Um, and then there's a number after it, which I forgot, but I will give it to you in a second. While I'm looking that number up, it is Jason25945. Use that at checkout. You get a discount. And... uh that's awesome. Matt, we have a phone number. Would you like to give the kids at home that phone number in case they want to call us and leave us a voicemail, which we will then play on the show? Yeah, that number is 513-437-2377. That is 513-HERAD-77. And, uh, no. I'm not. No. Yeah, I can't think of one right no, now. No, just stop. Head, just don't do you it. should call it and leave us a voicemail. <laughs> That's what you should do. Uh, and, uh We'll play it on the show. Uh, with that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and close this episode out. Let us know what rap songs you would put on the list. Uh, be paying attention. Next time around, we're going to be doing 90s metal. So, again, if you have any suggestions for that list, fire them off to us through our email, through our Twitter, Twitter, Twitter through our Facebook, all that all right, good all right. shit. Uh, but I think that's all we got for you tonight. So, guys, out there in mixtape land until next we talk which will be next week remember to always stay, stay awesome. awesome i'm leaving now pick peppers but run right run humpty dumpty fell down that's his heart time jackie nimble what nimble and he was quick but jam mass mud faster jacks on jay's dick my little boy be cold lost a sheep and rick van winkle fell the hell asleep and out of chill summer in wonderland jack serving jill bucket in his hand his damn at the stage making out that sound Turntables might wobble, but they don't fall down. 
did their thing with Jam Max getting loose and DMCs the king Cause he's the dope entertainer, child educator Jam Max J King of the crossfader He's the better of the best, best believe he's the baddest Perfect timing when I'm climbing, I'm a rhyming apparatus, lot of guts When he cuts, girls move their butts His name is Jay, here's the play, he must be nuts And on the mix, real quick, and I like to say He's not black, but he's black, and his name is Jay As I was told, everything that he touched turned to gold. He's the greatest of the great, I get it straight, he's great. Plain thing, cause his name is known in every state. His name is Jay to see him play, will make you say, God damn, that DJ made my day. Like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. He's a maker, a breaker, and a title taker. Like a little old lady who lives in his shoe. If cuts were kids, he would be you. Not lying, y'all, he's the best I know. And if I lie, my nose will grow. Like a little widow boy named Pinocchio. Telling you we need mixtape pee jugs. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>